I do think like having ADHD, anxiety, and Tourette's, they all just lump into one, like my sensory diet and all of that stuff. It's all related. It's all just like, yeah, <laughs> one thing sets off all the others. So <laughs> judge me if you want. I don't care. I probably won't notice. <laughs> I'm not paying attention. <laughs> they said that we'd grow out of it. Well, the joke's on them, that's just our brains. We're eccentric, loud, and stubborn. And most of our clothing is covered in stains. It's not a deficit of attention. There's just too much to think about. So if executive dysfunction becomes a little too much, if you forgot why you came in this room or you're hypersensitive to touch then put on your seamless socks and come join our little flock bitches stimming together we're weirds of a feather weirds of a feather hello hello Welcome to Weirds of a Feather, an ADHD-adjacent podcast. I'm your host, Kristen. I'm your host, Grace. And today we have a special episode because we have a guest. Hey. Welcome to the Wolf. Welcome to the pod loft. Uh, for those of you who aren't currently with us and are listening, our guest, her name is Elena, and she's our childhood friend and continues to be our friend. <laughs> She's our adult friend as well. Yeah, Elena, say hi. Hi, everybody. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, welcome. Psyched to have you. I'm pumped. Really jazzed about it, but not too jazzed. Too jazzed? No. How much jazz is too much jazz? Like a moderate amount of jazz. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Elena, I'm not too jazzy. <laughs> yeah, how's our jazz level? You want yeah, more or less? Perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. Just the way it I is. I love the jazz. All right. Okay. Yeah. We're off to a good start. <laughs> Yeah, the jazz level is good. Yeah. So we have our second guest of the pod in studio with us today. <gasps> Finally. I'm your second guest? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. We've had some logistical issues with <laughs> getting her here, but we finally managed. Who would have thought coordinating ADHDers with ADHDers <laughs> would be a difficult task? I didn't have that on my bingo card. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry for the chaos, Elena, but I'm sure yeah. you understand. I am here for it. No, it was perfect. It worked out for my ADHD brain, too, because I was stressed about being on the <laughs> podcast for like two weeks. So there this, you go. this is a stress-free zone. <laughs> There's no, you don't have to be stressed to be on the show. I feel good about it now. Good. Feel comfortable. Yeah. Happy with our walk, our prep. Cookies. Gum chewing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We did all the things. Yeah. All the things. We didn't crawl today, but and we didn't stretch. We did a walk. We did do a walk. That's good enough. Yeah. So one of the many reasons why we wanted to have Elena on the pod with us is she is one of the rare few girls who was actually diagnosed with ADHD as a child. It's very difficult to get that diagnosis as a girl for a lot of reasons that we've kind of mentioned before. So to find someone who actually was diagnosed as a girl with ADHD is kind of an interesting thing to talk about. It's we, a treat. <laughs> a real treat for all of us. <laughs> I'm so special, you guys. <laughs> you are special. So I guess, Elena, do you want to tell us a little bit about you and then go into your background? Like, what's your deal? What are you all about? Who are you? Okay. I want to start out by saying the reason why I got 
picked up as a kid with ADHD is because my mom has ADHD, but she was not detected for a very long time, like till she was an adult. So So she was diagnosed as an adult and then they decided to like look at you as well. I think she saw the traits in me and was like, oh, yeah. This girl, <laughs> she, she's, she's like, headed this for a lifetime a monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, how old were you when you were diagnosed? I think I was in fourth or fifth grade, mm. but I honestly don't really remember. But I feel like my diagnosis is kind of interesting. I went into, I don't know, maybe I want to know how it is nowadays because this was a long time ago. I went to some little like office, a little clinic place. And went into a room. I think there's probably a level of like the who diagnoses ADHD? Psychiatrist. A psychiatrist. Yeah, or a psychologist. It can be a few different people. Yeah. So it yeah. must have been a psychiatrist just asking my mom questions for a while. I don't know. But the only part that I participated in was sitting at a computer and pressing the X key when a certain, oh no, pressing the space bar when an X popped on the screen. And that was like the test that, that they did for That was how they decided that Wait, I had ADHD. I did that to get my job at work to test my vision, me, my reactivity <laughs> skills. <laughs> That's I weird. did this. They, they're like just reactivity. Uh, yeah. What the? There's I a lot of things did that, that go same into that. thing. But they were like, we just for like occupational health to like be able to do your job so that they know that you're able to do the work. Hmm. You have to do all this. So they test your peripheral vision and then you do this little computer. You like, anyway. Wait, so. Wow, that's fascinating because I was, even as a kid, I was like, there's more than just attention going into this. Like, yeah, that kind of shows a lack of understanding, I feel like, of what ADHD is. (laughs) That's why I'm like, I hope that they asked my mom questions and there was like some pre like meeting beforehand because literally it was just space bar when I saw an X. It was like a black screen. In the middle of the screen, one letter would pop up mm. at a time. And you'd press the space bar if it was an X. That was it. So are they looking to see? Oh, wait. No, no, no. Okay. I did a completely different test. <laughs> okay. I take that back. I still think it's weird. Are they looking to see like a delayed reaction from you or a faster reaction like what are they she's like 12 she doesn't know well like what indicates adhd in that test at the time i was like i think they're trying to see if i am missing some or Mm. delayed like the time but i don't know they were like we got to do something to keep her busy while we question her mom so So when you here's a game (laughs) diagnosed that was not no i didn't i didn't do that test there are a few different ways that you can get diagnosed there's like a super long form way to get diagnosed as an adult it's like this whole big thing it's like an hours long appointment and they also have other people that know you i guess fill out this information probably similar to what your mom did But then you also, I don't know, it's just like this really, really long form way of diagnosing. The way I got diagnosed was just like, I don't really, I was like 24. I didn't really know the process, but I was just like, went in and talked with her for a bit. And then she was like, you have ADHD. I don't really remember getting anyone's outside input. So I think there's just a few different ways to do it. But as a child, it makes more sense to get some parent input, but also like they should be speaking to you. You're the one who knows internally what's going on and like what you're struggling with. So that's weird that they didn't like talk to you at all about it. They may have asked a couple like, oh, do you fidget? Or like, I don't know, but I I don't remember any of that. I just remember this weird computer test and then getting the results immediately because the computer test 
analyzed it and came back saying you have you're like in the 98th percentile of like people with ADHD or something like wow, some, you nailed some it. range they were like there is a 50 to 100 percent chance that you have it I don't know it That's was like so it weird. came back immediately and it was like uh, I've yeah. never heard anything like I think that. questionnaire and interview is probably way more reliable than this test so yeah yeah that <laughs> I'm glad to hear they're not using it anyway well, well they're not they might be I don't know <laughs> not for the one I did but I just I know that there are a few different ways that they do it and I I should learn more about that process but <laughs> yeah that that just I don't know that shows that they think I don't know your reaction time or I guess attention is like the biggest determinant of having ADHD when really like that is not necessarily the biggest thing that we struggle with by a long shot. And what if I was like having a great day that day? Or you were like hyper focused. Yeah. You're like, oh, I love computer games where I have to look for an X and then press a button. So like maybe you would do super well if that was like an area of interest. Yes. Yeah. No, <laughs> I I just find that very bizarre. <laughs> I remember it being bizarre, even as a kid, when you don't know why you're doing anything. I was like, this is extra. Like, why the fuck am I doing this? So you like bombed the test, which meant you did really well on your ADHD assessment. (laughs) right? You you scored really high (laughs) because you did really poorly. I'm sure you have this. But I we were not seeking medication for me at that time. It wasn't until. okay, I'm going to say it. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to say this or not, but. When I started studying for the SATs, Mm. my mom wanted me to have some stimulants to, like, help me get a better score. And so she got me on it and then tried to, I think, get me, like, the extra time on the test or something like that. I think it was all just, like, them trying to get me into a better college, (laughs) to be honest. I have a question going back to childhood. So you got Mm -hmm. your diagnosis and then... Was it just like, okay, you have it? Or did they give you any sort of like, you know, maybe you should do some therapy. These are some techniques. We'll put you in a like special class or 504 plan. Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't have any. I don't really know what that is, but I feel like it's relevant. No accommodations at school. And that's why they were when my mom was like, I'm a freaking what is it? Junior in high school. And they're trying all of a sudden to get me all these accommodations when I've always been a straight A like student through school and stuff. They're like, you're going to have to like get her on either a 504 or an IEP. Like this is a whole thing if you want all of these. Can we quickly explain what a 504 and an IEP is? Yes. Okay. So an IEP is an individualized education plan, and it's for people. It's basically special education, more or less. So it's for anyone who needs accommodations or modifications or special services, related services, like speech, OT, PT, you know, extra help with like one-on-one support with academics, all that kind of stuff. A 504 is like a more specific and condensed version that isn't, it doesn't, give you quite as much as an IEP would in terms of what you are going to get out of services and things like yeah. that. Yeah. 504 is more like supports built in, yes. right? Rather than like being pulled out for speech. Or, and I think you see oh. it more often, less with like learning disabilities, more with people that have like physical or like are blind or things like that. I think uh, you see 504. Okay. Like okay. That but makes sense. it could sense. be for ADHD. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And with an IEP, you have to have a diagnosis code of some sort, right? You have to like have a diagnosis, whether it's an 
not unofficial, but like a school diagnosis or a medical diagnosis. But you have to have a diagnosis in order to be put on an IEP. Okay, so you were diagnosed and then they were like, all right. And then nothing was done (laughs) until junior year. And they're like, oh, shoot, she's got to study for the SAT. And then then they were looking for accommodations for you. But there was this like brief period of time where they didn't do anything for you. A long period of time. Okay. Yeah. uh, That's odd. No, I know. I wasn't there. So, I mean, I I was, but not Looking back on it, there was like a lot going on with me at that time. Like I had My mom started me in therapy because I had separation anxiety. Like, I was worried that she was going to, like, get in a car accident and not come home for, like, a short period of time, for, like, six months when I was in, like, fifth grade And you would get, like, really bad stomach aches, right? Oh, yeah. I I remember that. Totally, like, I feel like I, like, internalized all of those emotions and... And then I had my Tourette's diagnosis somewhere around that time. So maybe they were, it was all, I don't know, like that was so long ago that I don't really know how it all lined up and stuff. But I'm guessing that was probably all kind of part of like getting diagnosed with anxiety and Tourette's and ADHD all at the same time. You get just a whole great. basket of fun, huh? Fantastic. <laughs> it was a really great year for me. Yeah. <laughs> I was thriving. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's interesting that you were doing really well in school, but it must have been like your mom was recognizing these traits or behaviors that were making school more difficult for you. And that's why she wanted to get the diagnosis for you. Yeah, I don't know about the ADHD. I know with anxiety, I was like mediocre in school. I wasn't in like the great reading group, but I was like middle of the road. Mm. And I got sick in fifth grade. And I was out of school for three weeks. I had pneumonia and it was like they couldn't figure out what to give me to cure it. So anyways, I was out of school for so long. Maybe it was even longer than three weeks. I don't know. But I had so much anxiety going back to school. Mm. And then I think all these other things like started. It just like triggered it. Like me being like home and sick for so long. I was so sick that I was like I could barely get out of bed like that sick. And then it was like oh my God, this huge like rush of anxiety of like, I can't go back to school. I can't like, I can't, you know, when you're like out of your routine, like Mm. how do you push yourself to get back out? And Mm. I think maybe that is all related to it, but I don't know. (laughs) If we had my parents on here, they might have a different story for me. (laughs) That would be be interesting to have them on here. What about your Tourette's diagnosis? Do you mind talking about that a little bit? That I don't remember very much, but I think I was I think it was the same age-ish. And basically, back then, I used to, like, make all these vocal tics, like, squeaking. Like, I'd be like, ah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the squeaks. Yeah. And then I think my mom said I had some, like, shoulder stretching thing. People do neck stretching a lot. I still do that. Yeah. I'm a neck stretcher. It's fascinating, but with, I guess, girls, but people in general, that you tend to grow out of it with puberty. So I, around 13, like, I still have tics, but they're not noticeable to anybody. Hmm. But I do think, like, having ADHD, anxiety, and Tourette's, they all just lump into one. Like, my sensory diet and all that stuff, it's all related. It's all just, like... Yeah. (laughs) One thing sets off all the others. Yeah, that totally makes sense, too. So, yeah, I started medication... To get ready for the SATs and they were trying to find one that wasn't going to exacerbate my tics because they were really worried that I was going to take a stimulant and have like this huge rush of like 
Tourette's come back and be like really just weird because I'm older now and I'm in high school and oh my <laughs> god I was I was medium worried about it but it didn't it really didn't it brought back some ticks like more often but it didn't go back to being like as noticeable it was mm. just like I was like doing more of my little like hand ticks or stretching my neck and things like that hmm. and that was focal in that I tried first. Yeah. So do you want to take us through a few of the different meds you've tried? Yeah, I've tried them all. (laughs) (laughs) I started on Focalin. It did exacerbate my tics, but it was fine. Stayed on that for a while. You gotta look up these generic names. Sorry. Yeah. And then at some point, I switched to Vivance because I think just trying a different one. I don't really, I don't know why I tried so many different ones. When I was in college for a while, I had Concerta, I had Adderall. Adderall for me, I just remember it being a huge come down, like just feeling really depressed that night. Hmm. Did you um, feel like really wound up when you were on it and then just total come down? Yeah. So all of the meds for me, they all, I guess they had like nuanced differences. Oh, yeah. And then I also did the one called amphetamine salt, which was just <laughs> wild. Right. That one was just purely felt like caffeine to me. Hmm. But they I felt really agitated, just on edge all the time from taking these meds. So mm-hmm. it was like, did it help with my test taking and, and in school and stuff like that? Maybe in some ways, but I was just so agitated that I feel like it took away from my focus, my ability to actually function. Hmm. So, yeah. And a little earlier before we were recording, we were talking about how some ADHDers have a really fast metabolic rate. And so if you're taking ADHD meds, it's really difficult to get the level of medication high enough where you're getting benefits without also having the negative side effects. And if you're a fast metabolizer, it's really difficult to find that correct ratio just because it's going through your body so quickly. And I was on the long release, which I'm like, I don't really know if you can, I don't know, you can't really control like how that's being released. Mm. Yeah. Well, there's a couple different drugs and and it's not just for ADHD medicines, but also like heart, uh, blood pressure pills can also do this where they, what, what do you always say? They burn bright, but they burn fast. So basically they work. And so I think what a lot of people with different medications is trying to find that nice line of, you know, some people take it, it takes hours to take effect, but then it works and it works all day. Mm. Or you have people with medications who it works, it starts, they take it, they feel the effect, but then it burns off. And then by like noontime, you're like, okay, well, I guess I just won't get any work done afternoon because I have no drive to focus or anything. And you have such a crash too. Right. Sometimes, yeah, you have that crash. So it's it's. I think a lot with ex- not experimenting. That's a bad word. Trying to like tinker your medications to find, and I think that's why they made Vivance because the way that it works is that it starts early, but then has a long. It gets to that like plateau, that like peak, that like nice, yeah, plateau of working effect, and it stays there for a while throughout the day, and then it comes down. Is Vivance the one? Isn't there one that's like goes through a different organ in your body or something? Is that? I don't know. I'm just uh, speaking out of turn now. <laughs> yeah, I do know that Vivance works a little differently because actually this is a very important thing that I did not know. And so anyone listening, this is so important. On a lot of stimulant medications, citric acid can break down your medication really quickly. Grapefruit. Yes. So with Adderall, with I think it's Ritalin, there are a few others. You should stay away from grapefruit. Yeah, you shouldn't 
be drinking any like citrusy juices within, I think, an hour of taking your medication, either before or after, because it breaks it down so much more quickly. But with Vyvanse, it's not affected by that citric acid because I had learned that and I was like, oh, shit, I've been taking Vyvanse for years. Like, (gasps) should I not be drinking lemon in my tea in the mornings? But no. So I think you're right. I don't know exactly what it is. We'll have to do some research. But yeah, something about the way it's broken down is different than how Adderall and Ritalin and those others are all broken down. We'll eventually like go through all the medications and the pharmacology behind it. There's a lot of TikToks about that. I will find her and link her in the show notes. But there's a lot of TikToks out there that kind of explain how different medications work in a better way. I'm not the chief. I'm not. I didn't do well in pharmacology. (laughs) But also, if you are going to learn from TikToks, make sure that it's someone who's qualified and (laughs) not just like speaking on their meds. This lady's like a legitimate pharmacist. Anyway, different meds work differently, so you got to find the right one that works for you. I also wish someone talked to me about coffee and medication, these meds, because I heard that I had one friend in college that also ADHD and she was like, it's it supposedly has like this multiplicative effect of like, Mm. it's not just like coffee plus your drugs. It's like they're like interacting in this like a way that's kind of could be like really amplifying everything to a crazy degree. Do you find that coffee makes, I guess, your medication work better? Oh, you're not on a medication, right? When I was, yes, when I was taking it, I definitely, I probably was on too low of a dose because I would like take coffee, like drink coffee to like make it feel more legit. Okay. (laughs) Grace, do you find that caffeine, I know you don't drink coffee, but you drink caffeine. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that it has a multiplicative effect Yes, I don't. I don't ever go without caffeine, so I don't really know what I'm it so feels like to caffeine. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, so I don't really know. I guess what it feels like to just be on my Vivans without also having caffeine, which I probably should have just had Vivans and not had the caffeine on top of it. But yeah, I do notice a difference, and caffeine can make me like pretty jittery sometimes when I'm already on my meds. But I don't know. It really it doesn't have a huge effect on me. I think because the meds have a bigger effect on me. So, all right. So you tried all these meds and none of them worked for you. Like you didn't end up liking really any of them or the benefits didn't outweigh the cons. Yes. Mm. I felt like, especially in college, I remember I'd take them and I'd be agitated and da da da. And then, you know, I I was not consistent. Like on weekends, I didn't take them. So I was not like taking them daily. Maybe there's something to like getting that in your system. But my my psychiatrist didn't recommend, like they said it was fine to go off for the weekend. Well, they used to say that and they actually used to really encourage taking breaks from your meds. But now they're saying that actually, no, that's bad for you because like you're saying, you're not able to get that consistent level. And so I notice if I go a day without taking my meds, I'm so emotional. Emotional. I'm just like having these huge mood swings. I feel exhausted, so dysregulated. And yeah, I can totally see how not taking it on weekends like consistently would just make you so up and down, even yes. when you get back on them on Monday or whatever. Right. And it totally makes sense because we never say that with any other medications. Yes. Like go off your blood pressure medications for a couple of days so you don't develop yeah. a tolerance. Like that doesn't make sense. How Same is- with like SSRIs, like go off your SSRIs for a little bit. It's all neurotransmitters. So it's it totally makes sense why that wouldn't work. That would be terrible. Going off and on your SSRI yeah, yeah. It would be brutal. <laughs> That's a Serotonin. selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. Another reason why they would tell people not to take meds on weekends is really just dismissive of the work that you have to do on the weekends. It's very like capitalistic based where the only valuable work that you need this Adderall or whatever for is when you're at work. And then on the weekends, even though 
I still have just as much trouble getting my executive functioning together to clean the house or do whatever bullshit work I have to do at home on the weekends or even socializing, you know? So but that doesn't benefit the economy, Grace. Yeah. So they're just totally discrediting the work that you also have to do on weekends that I still need my medication for, like very much. Maybe even more so because you don't have a routine yeah, like that. Yeah, that's a good point. I struggle yeah. so much on the weekends yeah. to get anything done because there is no routine. Same. And that brings up a really like something I hadn't thought about before, which is I just felt like this whole diagnosis was like pushed on me. Like I had no desire to get diagnosed with ADHD. I didn't care. I wasn't like <laughs> against it or anything. I was just like, whatever. It doesn't really change how I live my day to day life. I, I guess I just know that I'm different from the typical, but I don't even know what that is. <laughs> and I think the fact that they were like, yeah, you don't have to take these meds on the weekend. It was like, okay, so this is really just feels like my parents and my teachers and people like wanting me to just like get it together for school, but mm. not caring about me as a whole person sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. I think there's, you know, I might be wrong, but this is just an opinion. There's a whole influx of people who feel very similar to you because I know when Ritalin and Adderall were first developed and we had this big influx of ADHD diagnoses, you know, it was very, at least from what I saw, it was like very like medication heavy, like take these meds, you're going to be fine. But then there was no, you know, there's no therapy part to it. And do you feel like, you know, because you kind of went to counseling and stuff, did they focus more on the Tourette's and the anxiety and not so much the ADHD? Did you feel that way? Or am I putting words in your mouth? No, definitely. (laughs) The therapy I went to was just for anxiety. And oh my God, I was, I didn't want to go to therapy. So it was like a total waste for my, my time, my parents' time, everyone's time for the therapist time. It was an art therapist. And you'd go and you'd have like a pad of paper and she'd be like, let's draw what you think you're going to look like one day when you're old. And like, she'd analyze things like that. And the whole time I was like, I'm not talking to you about any of this. (laughs) I am not telling you anything. That sounds like it might make your anxiety worse. Like I'm listening to that. It makes my anxiety worse. Like, hey, little child, why don't you think about the future more? (laughs) Think about your wrinkles. It was, we just played games. I think she was trying, in hindsight, she was like trying to get me to warm up to her. Mm. And I was like, "Mm -mm, that's not the way to go about it, lady. I'm not telling you a thing. You know what, Jenga? Everybody likes Jenga. That's a kid favorite. I always always do Jenga with my students. Yeah. Yeah. They never did any type of like executive functioning skills or anything like that, like actual helpful skills. I had a psychiatrist I would check in with, I think once a month or something like that. And it was literally, how do you feel on the meds? And I was like, I feel fine, I guess. I didn't have any relationship with this person. So I wasn't going to be like, well, I didn't even know what to look for. She wasn't like, Mm. do you feel agitated? Do you feel like, is there a loss of appetite? Is there, no, it was just like, so how do you feel? Oh, I feel fine, I guess. I don't know. Like, I'm just a kid. I Do I feel different? Yeah, but I don't really have words for it. And that was it. (laughs) That was it. (laughs) I feel like I... And then she'd write my script. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. I had a very similar experience with my anxiety as I'd go to a lady to talk about my feelings and I didn't really say anything. I just cry and then I felt better. And then I go to the guy who would write the prescriptions and we'd talk about lacrosse. And then at the end, he'd be like, oh yeah, are you feeling better? I'm like, eh. And he's like, here you go. And then, yeah. Are these psychiatrists? Because I know a lot of psychiatrists like basically want nothing to do with any type of talk therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was one who was the 
counselor therapist and then there was the psychiatrist mm-hmm. who was the person who can legally write a prescription. And so I don't know. It was a very similar experience. I didn't feel like opening up. I just felt like crying and it worked. <laughs> um, yeah. And when I had to like talk about, do you think the meds are working? Do you think the meds are not working? I was just like, yeah, I guess so. It was never like a deep dive. And it sounds like you had a very similar experience where you weren't given anything helpful. You know, she's like trying, you know, this sounds like this art therapist. And once again, I'm putting words in your mouth, but it sounds like this art therapist just wanted you to like do things her way, but never really asked you, you know, about anything you wanted to talk about or do or anything. And no wonder why you didn't open up to her. And then, you know, she has nothing to offer you because she has no, there's no like helpful tips or skills that, you know, you can do for anxiety, Tourette's and ADHD. Sorry, I'm getting worked out. Or even any structure of how to think about your own behaviors. Like you as a child, you don't know how to analyze like, oh, yeah, my executive functioning feels pretty poor today. It's like you don't really have any context for how to even describe what you're struggling with. So for her to not give you any like leading questions like that is like just an open ended question for a child. I don't know. I was so out of touch with my moods back then, too. Mm. Like I didn't know when I was like in a shitty mood and just woke up on the wrong side of the bed that day. So I didn't really even, even in high school, like that's when I was seeing the psychiatrist to check on my meds and stuff. And I didn't have any like awareness. I was like, yeah, I do feel different, but I don't really pay attention that closely. I was 16 years old or something. And you had ADHD. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Not really in tune with all of that. So do you feel like you didn't ever really learn about what ADHD actually was until like recently or yes. as an adult of the more like, you know, the mood aspect, the executive functioning aspect, like things beyond? Can you pay attention to the screen and press up X and can you focus in class? I knew that timed tests were very stressful. And that was maybe what kicked off my parents wanting the diagnosis was we had these time tests, math tests or spelling or whatever it was. And I would just be flipping out about the <laughs> clock ticking and I could not focus. Yep. But that could also be anxiety. There's like a little bit of both things in there. Well, it's kind of, yeah, chicken and the egg, you know, because yeah. you a lot of ADHDers develop anxiety. Not that it can't also exist on its own, but I think our traits kind of compound to add more and more anxiety because we're missing something or messing up or we're forgetting something or we're taking too long. And so I'm sure that all kind of just snowballed into this like super stress about test taking. Yes. So I knew that I was whooped up about time tests. <laughs> I knew I that, like that I had really <laughs> too. I knew I'm all whooped up. I'm all whooped up. <laughs> I knew that I had really bad penmanship and mm. almost got held back because my penmanship, my spacing and all that. That's ridiculous. And my, my words so like stupid. trailed down, you know, like yeah. I couldn't like unless I had lined paper, which like who writes things without lines? Like you just I know. use lines. That's it. That's it. That's a quick fix. <laughs> and then I knew I was impulsive. <laughs> Those are the word. That was a word that my mom gave me. We all knew you were. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was say, we, and I knew that I was inattentive type, not hyperactive type, although there was maybe a little bit of mixed in there growing up. Yeah. Yeah. You I, I don't want to make any judgment, but I you was, do read as like combined type to me. I was like shaking my leg all mm. the time. Oh, I remember at one of these appointments. I don't remember which one, if it was a psychiatrist or who or a therapist. Or maybe when I got diagnosed, but everyone was giving me stress balls <laughs> and they were like, this is what you need. Put this in your desk <laughs> and you're going to like squeeze it and it's going to like make you feel great. And they cured you, right? Yeah. They cured yeah. your ADHD and you were just totally fine. <laughs> Those stress balls were horrible. I remember like my hands are small and trying to squeeze them. And I was like, this is 
painful. I don't know why this is supposed to help me, but it just really makes my hands hurt. It's like adding more stress. I have more stress. Yeah, I'm I just was, stressed about my hands I now. Was yeah, panicking. I was like, this is supposed to help me, but it's not. It's not working. You're like squeezing it. It just explodes. Like what stress that balls be, everywhere. Shouldn't that be part of the diagnosis? So you're like, okay, what do you what sensory diet should we look at for this person then? If yeah. you're not putting them on meds, like let's figure out what's going to help them sit through school for six hours a day. Yeah. Yeah. Adding like accommodations and really executive functioning, I feel like is the biggest aspect of ADHD support and treatment that would have helped me a lot that no one really teaches you how to do these skills. We don't just inherently like figure out how to even things like clean your room. Be organized. Yeah. Your mom tells you to go clean your room and you get up to your room. It's like, uh, like, I don't even know where to start. I don't know what to do. And you never really get any help. It's just like, just clean your room, clean your room. And then someone's mad at you. And it's like, I don't know. I guess I'll just throw a bunch of shit in the closet and boom, I'm done. Like, or under the bed. I did that every time. Clean your room and I just stuff it in my closet. I did under the bed. Oh my God. My mom would be like, I know everything's under your bed. Clean it again. I feel so seen by you guys. This is amazing. (laughs) That's what the pod's all about. (laughs) Because no one gave us these explicit skills. I am not just going to inherently know how to start with cleaning my room. Oh, first you put the clothes away and then you make the bed. Like, I just don't. It all just seems equally important or unimportant to me. Yes, I needed steps. It just looked like this Mm. big... Oh my God, this is a recurring thing. Like my mom will always bring up, oh, you always said I never showed you how to do laundry. And I'm like, you didn't. I needed to sit there and watch you be like, this is how you like visual, right? Mm. This is how you put your clothes in. You don't want too much. You don't want too little. And this is how much detergent and just one time. And I'd be like, good to go. But not just be like, do your laundry. Yeah. And, you know, this is the washer and this is the dryer. Like, I need a little bit. There's lots of buttons here. Like, that's pretty <laughs> overwhelming. Like, I don't know. I, I really could have used more breakdown explanations of things growing up. I always I just, have to see things a couple times. In surgery, they do. I don't really think they practice this anymore, but it's like C1, D1, teach one. That would never mm, be me. That would never be me. C3, Someone would die D10, if I did that. <laughs> teach See a hundred. Yeah. Do a thousand. Teach maybe one because no one would listen to my seminar. <laughs> I think that's also being ADHD. It's like sometimes I'm I'm on it and sometimes I'm not on it. So if I was like it was the day my I was my mom made sure or my parents made sure I was really focusing and I was like in it. You know, you can kind of tell if an ADHD is like focused or not. Yes. You can kind of definitely. <laughs> yes. And sometimes it's just, yeah, day to day. Like yeah. there's just some days, especially with hormones, you know, impacting us. There's just so many things that impact us and make us very inconsistent day to day. You just never know how you're going to feel that day. Mm-hmm. Yes. I also think going back to cleaning, we do things differently. So I know when my boyfriend Christopher, when he cleans, because he's he he does most of, he does a lot of the cleaning because I get awesome, which is great. It's a ten out of ten. Sam does laundry for my husband does the laundry in this relationship, yeah. which is amazing. <laughs> so he like picks a day and he's like, I'm gonna clean, and then I just know it will be a disaster until he's done, and he might have these random hyper focuses. Like the other day, he made a towel rack that we didn't need, but now it's nice. <laughs> Out of like recycled materials. I'll take a picture of it. Oh my Um, God. (laughs) And 
Did that take 45 minutes? Yeah. But now we have a towel rack and the apartment's clean. And I feel like if, you know, neurotypicals might see that and be like, you're wasting your time, which I thought for a very long time. I was looking at them. I'm like, I know this is going to be good in the end. But I think we kind of approach problems differently. And I feel like a lot of people, we need these skills, but we also approach those problems differently. And maybe neurotypicals have a hard time teaching us because the, we just approach the same problem differently. Or other ADHDers also, you know, like <laughs> yeah. our parents, because they were never taught these skills. They were just probably yelled at by other neurotypicals of do this. So it's a problem of both like neurotypicals doing things a certain way that we don't understand, but also a bunch of ADHDers and I'm sure autistic people as well internalizing these, oh, I have to do it this way. And then kind of just like forcing these skills in whatever way they can make work for them. But they were never like your mom was probably never taught. This is how, you know, you put in the laundry detergent. This is the button you press. Like mm -hmm. she was probably just made to figure it out. Mm. So maybe our parents have figured it out. But even if they're neurodivergent themselves, they were never given good step-by-step -step instructions. So yes. they just kind of throw that onto us. Yeah. And they don't have, they didn't really have an awareness for all of these things that we're able to talk about now, which is like, you know, executive functioning is a visual thing. Mm. So I learned this I'm a speech pathologist, by the way, so we can get to that, too. But I went to some seminar or something back when I was working in the public schools and they there was a speaker who was talking about executive function. And she said, you intake like a schedule or something visually. And so she was like, if there is someone with ADHD that you're trying to get to, like, these are the three things that you have to do today when I'm like, say your mom, you're leaving the house for two hours and you really want your kids to get three things done, three chores done. Hmm. OK, don't write the words. Put a drawing, if you can, of each hmm. one. Dish dirty bubbles like that's you gotta do that and then you know like that is really what people need to do for us mm. neurodivergence when i was a speech therapist in elementary schools there were some situations for some kids where i would even try to take a picture of them like doing the activity like even better to add another level of it of them like oh. hanging their coat up them like putting their lunchbox away them sitting at their desk so not only are they getting that visual they're getting them in that situation so they can like picture themselves doing it and connect that I wish someone would make that for us. <laughs> I think executive functioning literally is just like being able to visualize yourself doing something. Mm. I would be happy to take pictures of both of you doing tasks and oh my send God. them to you at random Can times during the day. Time to do your dishes. <laughs> yeah. Here's a time you did your dishes. <laughs> Remember how fun it was? <laughs> All right. Well, that yeah, that brings me into I just want to talk a little bit about you as an adult and then we can get into our fun segs. segments. Woo! But yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about, I do want to talk a bit about, because we're both speech therapists, or I'm a former speech therapist, but yeah, I kind of wanted to talk about how that's been for you as an adult, and like, what what you think of being an SLP. Well, first of all, being a speech pathologist therapist in a public school setting is not good. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. People. I agree. If you're thinking about doing it, don't do it. Yep, I second that. <laughs> Even if you have ADHD or not, don't do it because it's terrible. But especially if you have ADHD, don't. <laughs> yeah, don't. Yeah, it's takes it's you wear too many hats, basically. It's burnout city and it's just nobody's there to really. No one knows what you do. Literally, Nobody no one. Knows. The principal doesn't know. There's no other SLPs in the building. Right. Like, I was going to say, isn't it like one per school? So, yeah, typically. Yeah. I don't work in a school, but that sounds like a nightmare. You're the only one who does your job and you're responsible for all the kids who need assistance, language assistance. And you're up against like your team. My team at the public 
public school that I worked at for two years didn't know anything about speech. Even the those people that are in special ed, yep. like they're not yep. those teachers, those other people, like the OTs even. The OTs were better. But most of the OT is so freaking great. Yeah, OT is great. I can't say enough things about OT. They're so amazing. They had the best grasp on what speech does, but everybody they else They have the was best just... grasp on most things, is my experience. They're so nice and they're so helpful, and no one really knows what they do. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. I like to think I would know, but I don't know. Maybe I don't. Maybe it's I'm not saying... just handwriting. It's and not handwriting. Don't say that. They I don't have... like that. I can explain what OT does. Sidebar. OT, occupational therapy. So you have physical therapy, which helps you gain strength after something like a stroke. If we talk about stroke victims, maybe they lose their ability to walk on one side or to move their legs. So physical therapy works about like the physical strength, getting those muscles back, getting your you know knees to line up when you walk and making sure you have the right footing. Occupational therapy helps you live your daily life. Okay, so you can walk, but how are you going to get your shoes on to get out of the house? That's a whole different skill. It's all about skills, and they're so freaking helpful, and I always forget to consult them on all my patients, and I feel bad about it. And a good OT has a really good grasp on sensory stuff, too. Mm, You can focus on, like, brushing. Do you guys know about brushing? Like skin brushing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's pretty amazing. What is brush? Like like a paintbrush? I worked at Perkins School for the Blind, and kids have all types of diagnoses there. And the kids that had, like, sensory needs— a lot of them had brushes, which were like these little plastic brushes with plastic bristles. And usually you'd have it on th- with their shirts all the way down. And then you would start from, I think, the wrist and go up like 10 times like this and then down. It's just like basically waking up your sensory system so oh. that they can, they're not going to get like a lot of kiddos, like a lot of them were on the spectrum. They just, things would be irritating them, like their seams on their clothes and things like that. Oh. So it's just supposed to kind of like wake up that system, I think a little bit. Hmm. So that was pretty cool. That's cool. So are you finding, so you've been at SLP for what, three years, three and a half, four because that's about the time I got burnt out. <laughs> yeah, three and a half. <laughs> and, yeah. and how are you feeling with it? You're feeling... Well, the pandemic made speech very difficult. Mm. Oh, my God. It's a nightmare. <laughs> but yeah, the first two years, I didn't like totally hate it. But I was like, this isn't for me. When I when I graduated grad school, I was like, do I want to do kids in the educational setting or do I want to do adults in the hospital setting? I could have gone either way. So I just picked one. I guess I went with the one that gave me a job first, probably. In <laughs> hindsight, I don't really remember. But, oh, I, w- I really wanted a placement that I was going to have a good supervisor mm. because it's kind of like your third year of grad school. If you don't have a good supervisor, which you can have a range of things as your supervisor, it's supposed to be like you seeing them pretty much on a daily basis and them, you know, supervising 25% of your sessions or something like that. Which I've, never, I've never had that. That doesn't happen um, because SLPs have way too much work to do. So I went to the school setting and was like, eh, this is way too much. And I was not into the people that I worked with. Like, it was like you were in this like crazy teacher environment of everybody's gossiping and drama. Mm. It was just a lot more stress that wasn't about the actual job, just stress about people liking you. And you had to be friends with people to get the things that you needed, like to get your kids seen and things like that. It was terrible. That doesn't that sounds very toxic. And I'm sorry you had to go through that. 
Yeah, it was bad. Hmm. So I knew I was going to move back to the East Coast. That was in San Diego area. So I was going to leave that job regardless. But then the pandy hit and I decided to do teletherapy because I was like, this will be the most consistent job throughout whatever happens with the pandemic. Mm. Smart. Are you on the metaverse yet? What What is the metaverse? I don't know. <laughs> I yes. was hoping you could tell me. I am. <laughs> In that case, yes. In that case, I am. Do you like teletherapy? Because I always find that I just hate having, I guess I don't like having sessions of any type, like a schedule where it's like in five minutes, you're going to have this session. So I would just be so anxious. And if a kid, I'd just be like praying a kid wouldn't show up. Yes. Every time I'm like, don't show up, don't show up, don't show up. No, the schedule can be really overwhelming. Like just being like, oh my gosh, at this time I have to be there like at the right time because I'm late for everything. Yep. I'm always two minutes late to my sessions, I feel like. Oh, yeah. All right. I just want to have you tell us some of your positive ADHD traits because we need to always remember to add the positives because ADHD is a different way of going through the world. We do have a lot of strengths. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You're really going nuts on that. I just really like this fidget toy, even though it's not a fidget toy. It's a fun bracelet, but it's become my new thing. Play with your fun bracelet, finally. Um, But we, we do have a lot of strengths that lead us to be really, you know, creative, amazing people. So why don't you lay a few of your ADHD strengths on us and then we'll get into segments. I think my strengths are... Like those days that you wake up in the morning and you're just like, yes, Mm. I have tons of energy. I am just like just ready for whatever. And I'm focused like I really do enjoy my hyper focus moments. Oh, I love it. Yeah. It's like it's like the best feeling ever. So I would say those one slash two things. And you know what? I fucking like interrupting. Okay. I think it's a more loving communication style. Yes. It's less about the content and sharing information and more about making each other feel good. You know? Yeah. It's about you're getting feedback. You're like people are excited and they're joining in and you're all kind of just like, yeah, like talking really excitedly. It builds the mood up. And you're just like everyone's just like, yeah, talking so fast (laughs) and it's a rush of dopamine. It's amazing. I feel like that's more like overlap speech and I see interrupting as you're in a task and someone like butts in and Mm. and like excuse me let me talk about this Mm. one thing when you're like completely but maybe that's just my opinion no that's a good that's a good point I do think I do think there is a difference between interrupting and overlapping speech and I think we often get labeled as interrupters when it's like no if you guys I want you to join in I'm not trying to be like let me talk I have the most important thing to say I'm just like I have this thing to add. Let me shout in and then you shout in and then we're all just kind of joining in as opposed to like... We're all shouting. As opposed to like (laughs) interrupting with like, you know, just coming in saying, I have the most important thing to say. Let me talk over everyone. Yeah, I think interrupting... I talk about interrupting when I work with kiddos on the spectrum and it's because they will come in with like something that's kind of like not on the topic at Mm. all. And it's like, okay, but we got it. But when you're overlapping speech, it's like, I'm commenting on what you're saying and I'm actually saying it in a way that you might be hearing it and still talking at the same time. Yep, yep. <laughs> and you can just keep building off of it. Yeah. So that is a good distinction. That's a good point. Actually, it probably helps us with that like constant need for input that we're both. It's like multitasking where you're hearing someone else speaking as you're speaking. Yes. <laughs> and you hear it, right? Like, yeah, I feel like I, I do I hear it. I process it. Yeah. I yeah. hadn't really thought about that before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Also, another thing I think is a positive about you is obviously your nonlinear thinking. I think you're a creative, hilarious weirdo like us. <laughs> and I think that's a big positive. I keep you on your toes. You I, do. I have a creative, I have like an artistic thing going on. I think I see, I see things a little more fluidly than a lot of people do. That's a great way Time of putting it. Time included, which is why I'm late to everything. Yep. <laughs> Time is a construct that society made up to get people to go to work is <gasps> what Henry Zabrowski said. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say this wrong, but I just, Sam was telling, my husband was telling me about, there was like the concept of time, oh shit, I already forgot it, time as money versus mm. time as something else. Before, oh God, I'm going to totally mess it up, before railroads or something, there was like two different ways people conceptualize time, like before work was like this structured like you have to be here at a certain time and then after maybe it's industrial yeah. revolution you know what no i totally get it because i was thinking about this the other day because someone had to have made the first clock and said this was this is now noon and all clocks are based off that and i know there's like the international clock that we all based like all of our computers are based on and everything but someone back before there were computers had to have made the first clock that all other time systems are based off of and and someone made it up and every town had its own time Whoa. which Whoa. probably was better for like the daylight situation because mm. we're in Maine and we're like different from other places in our time zone but until railroads were a thing that's when they had to get everyone on the same page with what oh. time it was oh. so it would be like 5.15 in New York and it would be like 5.27 in Maine or something like that. Whoa. Oh. Yeah I guess I hadn't really thought about that but yeah no one's traveling from one like time zone to the next so why would it really matter if they perfectly lined up or not? And it's not like you're sending an email or everyone has a digital like meeting at 9 a.m. So, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. very and interesting. And people just worked in their homes for a long time. And so it wasn't like, be here at this at 8 a.m. because we have to call like someone in China or something. No, you just like you were like a blacksmith and you woke up and you did your work you're for like, eight we're hours. We're going to be open when we're open. Yeah. Time has commodity or something. I mm. forget what it is. Well, I was anyway. recently learning that like productivity and rigidity about time is a construct of white supremacy. Like that is an aspect of white supremacy. Like they're, they've done all these studies that there is an actual like quote unquote culture to oh white supremacy. God. And it's very much based in productivity and efficiency <gasps> and time. I'll have Whoa. to look more into that so I can speak it on it more goes eloquently. always back to racism. It's always white supremacy is at the fucking root of everything. <laughs> It really is in this country. Jesus. Oh, All right. This conversation got a little deep. Yeah. <laughs> On that really fun note, uh, do you have anything else you wanted to add to your little bio before we get into our sex? Any important things you wanted to mention? I don't think I said that I don't take meds anymore just because mm -hmm. it agitated the hell out of me. So you never found a med that worked for you? I didn't. I got to a, I went to a college that had internships where you would like take a break from class and you would just be interning. And I hmm. wanted to do an experiment of like, can I function without my meds? And let me just like do it because I'm not studying. I'm just showing up to work every day. Hmm. And I was work I was interning at Perkins at that time, at Perkins School for the Blind. So I tried it out and then I was like, I love this. Let me see if I can like carry this over to my summer session at school. And I like started getting the best grades I'd ever gotten. And and I think it was just like it removed some of that agitated likeness that I just needed that out of my life. So, yeah. So that so never went back. Yeah. Currently, are you doing anything for your ADHD specifically? I know Grace does a lot of tapping. 
I kind of just raw dog it and um, it's not going well. But are you doing anything that you specifically right now that you feel is helpful or that you think other people should do or or no? <laughs> I want to tell everybody to exercise because it is really important, but I don't, I'm not good about my routine right now. I just moved. Oh my gosh, an ADHD like, oh who's bad with yeah. routine. I'm in the middle of transition because I moved and it's the pandemic and it wasn't going to go to the gym and get corona and all that stuff. So right now it's not going great, but exercise helps a lot. It does. Yoga is great. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I notice a huge difference. It almost like activates my meds a little bit is what I notice. And I'm sure even without mm. meds that it feels like you're getting a burst of medication where it really just like sets me on the right track for my day. But I never want to do it. I always fight it. And yeah. then I get myself to do it. I'm like, I feel a million times better. I hate exercising. I don't like to Ugh. be hot. I don't like to be sweaty. I don't I like to go to the gym because when you start, pool. you're cold. Mm. You gotta go to the pool. No, because that involves be getting wet. Yeah, it's a, like it's a whole wet. process. <laughs> yeah, I have trouble transitioning into into the wet. But once I'm in the wet, I want to stay in the wet. I don't want to be dry. (laughs) I don't want to be out of the wet. I'm a wet person now. (laughs) Someone once told me, you will never regret going to the gym. I have regretted going to the gym. I think that saying is bullshit (laughs) because total bullshit. I've literally driven to the gym, gotten there and turned around. around. I've done that so many times. You're just in the parking lot. You're like, "Uh, no. Yeah, I've done that. I've done that too. Yeah. But I think if you really do like get, even if it's like a 20 minute workout or something, you'll be like, that's like my, you'll be glad you did it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always like happy I get going, but yeah, yeah, getting yourself to do it is a whole nother thing. One time I even like got on the bike and I went for 10 minutes and I was like, yeah, I've done that. The bike can really suck sometimes. Like, I don't know. Sometimes it's just not, it's not a good, uh, maybe it's a similar thing with hyper-focus, but like either I'm like really in it and the time's passing quickly or I'm literally staring at this like red blinking clock in my face. And it's like dragging. Yeah. And it feels Listen to a podcast. Even then. I was going to say the other thing for my ADHD management, I do meditate. I think that's super important for people with anxiety and with ADHD because it's very easy to just like get caught up. And if you don't realize that you're like caught up, then you're just going to keep going on your day like that. And do you find you're able to meditate? Did it take you a while to learn to meditate? Do you have racing thoughts? I don't think I actually like meditate in the sense that I can get to a place where I'm not thinking. My husband will meditate for like 10 or 15 minutes every single morning. Wow. And I'm more like, I give myself grace. I'm like, eh, I'm not going to meditate today because I'm just not feeling it or Hmm. whatever. So I'm not quite as rigid about it as he is. And I also need to only do one to seven minutes or something. Every once in a while, I'm like, I can do a longer one today. But it's more just me like, Focus on my breath, a couple breaths, and then just realize like what all those thoughts are like. I think I wake up from dreams and I'm like following this weird pathway of like weird thoughts that are just like overshadowing my mood that morning. And Mm. and so just that's really what I'm focused on is just like, okay, what is going on up there and figuring out what that is and then trying to like clear it a little bit. So I don't think I meditate as good as people that aren't ADHDers. I think ADHD does, it does impact your ability to do it. 
Well, I think the whole like clearing your mind is a misconception about meditation that I thought for a long time. I'm like, I could never get a clear yeah. mind. What is that even what possible? What does that even mean? Yeah. But it's like, like you said, it's more about focusing on your thoughts, thinking consciously, right? Like meta thinking mm-hmm. about your thoughts and like the more aware you are of them, the more you can like slow them down and organize them. Mm-hmm. Go to the metaverse in your brain. Yeah, that's right. The metaverse. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. So I think that and one other thing is I love um, there's these YouTube like 10 hour songs, you know, that are Mm -hmm. like meditative. They're for different chakras. It's called Meditative Mind. Mm. And the heart chakra and the sacral chakra ones are the two that I like listen Will to you send all us, the time. Yes, they're send so Send us the link and we'll have and it in the show notes. a pretty video that like plays with it too. So I have like my one screen here, my one screen here, and one's just playing like this meditative video on it. Sometimes That's I'm right. in sessions and I keep the meditation music playing really low in my headphones so the kids oh. can't hear it. But I have it like really low in the background throughout my whole That's day. That's a good idea. Oh. Because I struggle because I'm spending all my hours sound editing, but obviously I can't listen to anything while I'm sound editing. So that's really one of my biggest struggles with sound editing is Mm. I just want something to be playing, but obviously I can't do that. You need like a record player. I might have to look into that. Mm. That might be good. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send you guys them songs. Stay great. Yes, please. (laughs) Put them in the resources. All right. right. After that very quick introduction to who Elena is and what she's all about an hour later, uh, let's do a not so quick transition into our segments, shall we? Yeah. I'm ready. Everybody take a breath. Hold it. Oh, hold it. I fucked up already. (laughs) All right. Okay. Leave your breath. I already have left my breath. <laughs> okay. Yep. Okay, another one. In, in, through your nose. In, in through the whatever orifice you choose. Hold it. Hold it. Okay, out. <sighs> through a different orifice. Out. Oh my God. Elena's <laughs> no longer with us. Yeah. <laughs> I passed away. <laughs> She's slumped in a chair. Right now. <laughs> we have to edit that. <laughs> Edit out Elena dying. We'll make it like a. <laughs> she was we have never to update here. Our quirks now. Yeah. We have no content for the rest oh, of the episode. Sure. This is still a transition. Yeah. We're still mid transition. Um, hang on, hang on. Almost there. And transition, not, not quite. No. We're still <laughs> transitioning. And uh, we're almost, almost ready. Another breath. <laughs> Maybe. In through the nose. There we go. Uh, hold it. Hold oh, it. Shit. You guys are really bad at holding it. You didn't All give right. me clear instructions. I just, I, I felt like that it was, <laughs> it should be, that's like what you do. You go, you breathe in, you hold it, and then you let it out. That's like the whole thing that they teach you in meditation, right? <laughs> All right. Welcome back from that transition. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting into our segments. Do you want to get, let's get into our accomplishments. Everybody has an accomplishment. Yes, yes, yes. yeah. Everybody accomplished something. I hope so. Little accomplishments, but big in our hearts. Yay. (laughs) Yay. All right. Um, Alina. Yes. You've been talking a while. Why don't you talk some more? (laughs) (laughs) What what did you accomplish uh, this week? I got my nephew's birthday card to him before his birthday. He oh. turns three tomorrow. That's a that's a double accomplishment because one, you got him a birthday card, and two, you got it to him ahead of schedule. And I wrote in it too. Whoa! And I sealed the envelope. Whoa! Mm. Holy yeah. shit! Quadruple accomplishment. Mm-hmm. 
a quad accomplishment. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, I'm thank proud you. of you. That's thank a big you. one. Yeah. yeah. Grace, so what'd you uh, do? I, you mentioned it earlier, but I have started tapping, which is... It's a type of dance. <laughs> yeah, I'm tap dancing. You have dancing. to get special Wait, shoes. Really? No, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I'm like, no. I'm still tapping. <laughs> I'm like, you didn't tell me this. We've been together just for a little like, clickety yeah. clack. <laughs> Every Thursday. Yeah, I have a little top hat, <laughs> my bow tie. No, uh, tapping is, it's also known as EFT. I should know what that stands for, but I don't. It's basically you're tapping on different pressure points in your body. And as you're tapping... With your fingers, not your shoes. Yes, yes. So you're tapping. It's like the top of your head, your eyebrow point next to your eye, under your eye, under your nose. And you like go through this cycle. And I have an app for it. But it's basically like kind of like a guided meditation slash positive affirmations almost where you're tapping into those pressure points as you're like repeating these affirmations. They usually last about like five to 10 minutes. And the first part of it is you're tapping and you're like bringing up those emotions. Let's say it's like stress about money. You're like tapping on these points and it has you say like, I feel so stressed about money. I'm blah, blah, blah. And you just like go through all these things. And then it takes you through like releasing that from your body. So it's kind of like bringing it up so then you can release it from your body. So I've wanted to try it for a long time. There's a lot of evidence that it has like these really big benefits for the human body and the brain. I've wanted to try it forever, put it off, put it off. I finally did it, and I've actually done it probably like 10 times now. Whoa. So it's not just like a one-off, one-and-done thing. I've actually like stuck with it. I really like it. I do notice a big difference in my anxiety afterwards, and I do think it's really helping. So, yeah. Well, congratulations. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Proud I myself. wish you took up tap dancing, though. That would be really fun. I still could. There's still time. <laughs> you could tap and tap at the same Whoa. time. Oh, double tap. Double tap. Oh, that's a good idea. Business yeah. idea, maybe. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Just a, it's a class, TikTok a dance idea. hall. Ooh. Yeah. Double taps. Double taps. I used to do tap. Could you teach me? I don't know if I'd be the best teacher, but yeah, I could try. <laughs> I think, should we start I did tap? tap with you, Kristen? Uh, yeah. Remember? There was that one show, we all oh, the blue yeah, leotards, yeah. the silver. Like, oh, yeah. yes. Mm. Yes. My niece wears that now. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so <laughs> she, cute. She really loves all my old leotards, and they just bring back awful memories of me vomiting so at my... Because <gasps> I vomited every dance recital, which we can talk about later. Um <laughs> Yep. All right, Kristen, what have you accomplished this week <laughs> other than vomiting? Yeah. You know? I haven't vomited today. Um, no, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> no, I did a big thing. Last night, uh, Christopher and I cleaned the fan blades on our ceiling fans. And wow. Elena, I know you haven't seen our apartment, but Grace, you have. We have a uh, 14-foot ceiling, so it's quite <gasps> complicated. How did my dad, Marty, bring over a ladder? And uh, and then apparently it's a Christopher has informed me that going up on a ladder is a two person job because you have to have one person holding the ladder. I was just going to go up there and just kind of just swiffer it. But OK, OSHA, calm down. Yeah, I, <laughs> that's what I said. And he was like, it's serious. And so we haven't done the bedroom yet, but we've done the living room. And it was like all covered in uh, my cat, Boo, this, the other cat, not the one with the IBS, all with his hair. Because I was like, why are the why is the ceiling fan black? It's supposed uh. to be white. It's just Boo hair. I don't know how it got up there. <laughs> oh, Boo um, hair. Boo hair. <laughs> 
But yeah, so I, I feel a lot better. And yeah, it was a big project and it continues to be a big project. That's huge. Yeah. I didn't think people actually did that. Uh, you should because your ceiling fan blades are disgusting. I know yeah, you should. I just didn't know people actually did it. Yeah, you, you should. You should do it every once in a while. All right. Well, congratulations. Yay. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Let's move into our quirks. Shall we move into our quirks? I'm almost ready. All right, Elena, are you going to kazoo or are you going to sing? This is kazoo. a big moment. Oh, yeah. You're going to kazoo? I'm excited about the kazoo. All right. All right. What, what color have you chosen for your kazoo? Green. It was an immediate decision. She <laughs> yeah. knew the second Kristen she, asked her, I green. Love green. <laughs> she planned this ahead of time. <laughs> the green one sounds better. Some people call me spacey. Some people call me fun. But I'm just quirky. Nice. <laughs> Beautiful. That was awesome. Very nice kazooing, Elena. <laughs> Thank you. She's a natural. <laughs> I practice. A born talent. <laughs> All right. So for our guest seg, we're just going to have Elena go through our quirks because you know how Kristen and I get. This will become a four-hour episode very quickly. So we're going to have <laughs> Elena just go through her quirks. Mm-hmm. You've okay. heard enough of our quirks. Yeah. More than enough. Number one, I use the F word a lot. <laughs> Fuck. fuck yeah fuck <laughs> is the word i'm talking about <laughs> and i think it's something that i use as like a filler pause when i'm gathering my thoughts and it's just like add a little word in there give you an extra little half second to come up with what the fucking next thing you're gonna say was <laughs> and i think people just think that i'm like a cross person but i'm not i mean i am you are I'm but not, <laughs> eh, whatever Stop judging me, people. I heard people who swear more are more trustworthy and truthful. Mm, that They're makes sense. They're more in touch with their emotions. You it's know? nice to like get that. This is very unofficial, yeah. but I wonder if ADHDers swear more than neurotypicals. Oh, we should do a poll. Yeah. Do we'll you do swear? All right. Second one? Okay. Yeah. Next one. Too. I did not wear socks willingly until like willingly. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> like you know, they forced her on. I'm sure my parents. <laughs> you're gonna wear them these off. socks and you're gonna like it. <laughs> I would wear socks like when I went skiing and like times I had to. Mm, <laughs> for but, you, but otherwise, you didn't want to wear them. Necessity. Yeah, no. Until maybe like four years ago. Are you now, wearing socks now? Now I wear socks all the time. I changed my mind about it because somebody told me that you get sick more when you don't wear socks when your feet are cold. And I don't know, but it seems to be working. So are I'm you stuck sick with now? It. No. Well, then there. That's the science, <laughs> science fact. It's perfect. It's a perfect science. There you go. I would say I'm the complete opposite. I always wear socks. I get really panicked when I don't have socks and I'm at someone's house and I have to be in their house in bare feet. I so sometimes I like bring an extra pair of socks, my little house socks. Mm, I always wear socks as well. Yeah. So, Even when I'm at home. Welcome to the sock side. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. My feet are way cleaner now, so that's <laughs> a benefit. Yeah. They're like black all the time. Because I wore barefoot outside. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh. Mm. And the third one is this is probably the most detrimental one to my life. I, even if I'm like really adamant that I am going to hear what someone's job update is, like I'm at a Christmas party or I'm at a cocktail, whatever, I'm out for drinks, someone's telling me their update about their career. And I don't know why, but I cannot ingest this information. Because it it's just, boring. It just oh, doesn't. Oh my gosh. I might be like, re I'm like excited to hear it even. Like I'm, I'm like, keeping up with it and I'm sitting there and I'm staring at their face and I'm like the harder I stare the more it's gonna like get into my brain and it just never does so I just don't know what anyone does for a living <laughs> ever 
Do you know what we do for a living? Well, yes, I do. Yes. You're so quirky. But I, just, I didn't have to ask you guys. You know, it just yeah. came up naturally. You know what it is? Yeah. I think everybody you're talking to, they're not jazzy enough. You gotta yeah, pump up the jazz. It's but true. not too much. <laughs> or maybe it's also when someone's like directly speaking to you and it, your brain is probably like, all right, this is information I have to remember. And that probably adds pressure on it. And then maybe you don't remember it. And eye contact freaks uh, me out. Same. Oh, yeah. So I'm just like, okay, where do I look? Do I look at this eye or that eye or yep. that eye or that eye? I'm staring yep. at Grace right now. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, is that too much? Should I look away? All right, look away now and then look back at them. All right, am I looking at them enough? Like, And then I stare at their mouth because I'm like, I need to hear what they're saying. Yes. But then that's weird that I'm looking at your mouth. And yep. oh my God, those are the thoughts that are going through my head instead of listening to your career update. So. One of my like attendings is talking to me and they're trying to give me like explicit instructions I cannot look at them because I won't retain it. And then I'll have to write it down because I won't retain it anyway. But even worse, if I'm like looking at them, it just like completely leaves my brain. Because then all I'm focused on is like looking like I'm paying attention. And then that's all I'm thinking about. I just realized I think I look away from people when I'm like really like trying to explain something. I do it all the time. Yeah, when I'm going to have to adjust. Yeah, when I'm talking. Hmm. Yeah, I don't like making eye contact when I'm talking because I'm like trying to think of what I'm saying. And like the eye contact is just too much distraction. Mm -hmm. Speaking of distraction. Trying not to forget mid-sentence what I was saying too. That's another problem. Yeah. (laughs) Alina, you are just so quirky. You're so quirky. quirky. I can't remember anything. It's not ADHD. It's just quirks. It's just quirks. quirks. All um, right. All right. We're cruising through these. Cruising. I say cruising, but it's already been, what are we at? An hour and 26 <laughs> minutes. Yeah, this is fine. But we are cruising. Yeah. Yeah. We have yeah. a lot to say. There's three of us, so now it's going to be longer. Yep. All right. How are we feeling about that Hobby Collector song? How are we, how we going to play this? How are we going to play this? I don't remember this one. Uh, this is our stupidest one. <laughs> <laughs> our stupidest song by right, far. Yeah. Hobby Collectors. Yeah. These are the oh, <laughs> These are the collectors and these are their hobbies. Ba-da. Beautiful. Nice. Good job. Good job. I didn't Let's fuck go. that up. No. No. no, no, no it's totally fine. <laughs> we fuck it up every single time. Yeah. So you fit right in. Yeah. What you don't hear is the multiple, multiple takes of me not remembering my line. <laughs> or every single time before we record the song, Kristen's saying, oh, wait, how does this go again? And me going, all right, it goes down and down. Down, 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 down. <laughs> I wanted to say these are the hobbies first. It's a hard line to say. Chris did that like the other week. You mixed them up. These are the the hobbies. hobbies And these are their collectors. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I never get it right. The collector belongs to the hobby. Yeah. Yeah. It works either way. This is why we need a songbook. Mm. Yes. Songbook. It's just going to say down, down to down. (laughs) Down to down to down. (laughs) Down, 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 down. These are the hobby collectors. (laughs) No, that's not the line. Not even right. (laughs) Damn it. All right. All right. After that beautiful song, our uh, amazing guest, Elena, has a little hobby for us. I almost called it a hob. Uh, Elena's got a hob for us. She's got a hob. What's your hob? My hobby is crocheting. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, so should I go like what materials or should I just do whatever? I have a question. Okay. As someone who's never done this before. Mm -hmm. What is the difference between knitting and crocheting? Crocheting uses one needle and it has like a little hook on the top. Okay. And knitting is like two straight needles. 
Okay. Yeah. And, and so, you make different knots. Yeah, it comes out looking different. Okay. I would say like really nice hand spun yarn looks better with crochet. Yeah, because there's really there's not a lot of different you can't like knit and purl and all that stuff. It kind of all looks the same. Mm. But then like I don't know, solid colors don't look good with crocheting and look way better with knitting. So hmm. I tried to learn how to knit. I had like my mom sign me up for a little class. So I was like probably eight years old. Maria and I were doing shout out Maria. Oh, I forgot about She her, listens Maria. to the pod. Hey. Oh, she? oh nice. Yeah. Hey, Maria. We were taking a, do you guys remember the little art shop next to Jet up the road? There's a little studio there for a little while. Mm, anyway, vaguely. long mm. story short, I took a class and I could not learn how to knit. Everyone else in the class figured it out in a day and they were like, we're giving you the crochet needle. Here you go. <laughs> oh, You've yeah. gone to Miss Getchell's class. <laughs> that is the Miss Getchell's class of knitting. The remedial knitting. Yeah. I had trouble with knitting as well. I just like, my brain couldn't figure out what you should be doing. I was so slow with it. The like, two needles is too many. And too like, much to manage. Two hands doing stuff is a lot. Just give me one and done. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't you take us through what materials you need and kind of how to get started. So all you need is a needle and a ball of yarn. That's pretty much it. Hmm. It's what, very what do you, simple. What do you make? You make so a scarf? I can make hats and scarves. Oh, and can you make some mittens? Oh. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else I've done. I think I've made like little sweaters before for kids, like little, like for babies. Oh. Yeah, but I'm really not that good because I only pick it up once a year, like the month before Christmas, pretty much. <laughs> and then I bail on it as soon as Christmas comes. Like around. the second November hits you, like, oh, it's crochet season. Yeah, no, literally. I'm like, okay, where's my needle? Time to crochet. <laughs> it just happens naturally. You gotta go to Joanne's. And <laughs> it really is to save, like, I mean, it's a nice gift, I guess, but it's really just like it saves me a ton of money on Christmas presents. <laughs> Because I feel yeah. like it's a wasteful holiday. Oh Can you God. learn on YouTube? Is this a YouTube learn thing? Yeah, you could learn on YouTube. Okay. It's very simple. All right. So you just need the crochet needle and the yarn. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's it. it. Yep. You don't just need like a pattern Michaels. or anything? I guess. Okay. So I learned from somebody. You can buy like these magazines that tell you how to make shit. But I don't. I, that's above my level. Like I just figured out how to do the stitches and I just went for it from there. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so I do that some sounds wonky. like my thing. Just yeah. go for it. Yeah, you can just figure it out. Yeah, okay, so how to get started. Yeah, I would say watch a YouTube video about it. You might want to use patterns, but I don't. That's up to you. If you like following directions, then you're I don't. a crazy person. <laughs> you're probably a sociopath. Or a neurotypical. <laughs> yeah, or a neurotypical. There's I gotta same. do this one by the book. <laughs> same, same. I need my instructions. <laughs> That takes all the fun out of like doing something relaxing and artistic. I'm like, I don't want to count this. This is annoying. Oh, I I would never count like stitches or whatever. I would <laughs> just make a scarf until all right, this is long enough. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm this same. is about scarf length. Yeah. <laughs> is this a good hobby for ADHDers? I think yes and no. For one, you're pretty much like sitting still and sometimes that's not fun. Like, I don't know. It's not like you can be walking around the house or whatever, like and doing it at the same time. But I do think it's nice to keep your hands occupied while you're watching TV or something like that or doing something else, listening to a podcast or something. So overall, yeah, it's in the middle. Yeah, it's it's all right. I have a question. Mm -hmm. Did you get burnt out from this hobby? And if so, how did that happen? I did get burnt out. Every year I get burnt out because Christmas burns me out and I make like three scarves and then I'm like, that's it. I have to like do it for a deadline. You know, you're like, you're trying to get it done by a certain time. 
And it takes all the fun out of it by the end of it. But you like set yourself up for it where you're like stress crocheting and then it's done. Yeah, because in the beginning, it's November 5th or something. And you're like, oh, I can take my time. So much time. Yep. And then Thanksgiving rolls around. And you're like, ah, yeah, no. So <laughs> it becomes stressful. But you come back to it like every year. Yeah. I mean, that's impressive. So it's kind of like a temporary burnout, I guess. Yeah. 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 You got to take a long pause from it. But it's just like November rolls around and you're just like, you wake up one day, it's the season. It is. It's just one I can of those seasonal. smell it in the air. Yeah. It's one of those I seasonal things. I smell the yarn. Mm -hmm. Do you find that you were getting like bored with it at all? Like needle pointing, while there is a lot more that you can do with it, like that's what I liked about it. And I feel like with knitting, I, you know, once I got it and I got it down, I was like, all right, this is exciting. I made a scarf. And then after that scarf, I was like, all right, now it's just like more of the same thing. I, I don't want to do this. And I just gave up. So do you think like it gets monotonous at all? Or It gets so monotonous. If you're making like a scarf or a blanket or something bigger, oh my God, or you're like making two mittens, like <laughs> oh, I like making beanies because that you could mm. do in like one sitting if you were like really set on it or two if you're like doing it casually. Mm. I have a question about the beanies. Yeah. When you start a beanie, do you start from like the top and work your way down or do you start from the down and work your way up? I start from the top. I make like a little circle and I go out from there oh. and then I start like tightening here and there, like skipping a stitch to like start pulling it down mm. into like that shape. But with the, hat, with the hat looms that I used to do where you're, it's like kind of like, I don't know, knitting for children. You know oh, what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah, yeah. That one you start at the bottom and you build up. I'm pretty sure that you're supposed to do that. And I just <laughs> came up with my own way of making it. If it works, it works. <laughs> But I like, I mean, they look good. I have one that I wear pretty often. <laughs> and it sounds like while it may get monotonous, I guess if you're looking for like this really creative outlet, it's probably not the best for that. But if you are just like, for me, you know, if it's like I watch a lot of TV or I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I want something else to do with my hands. Yeah. It's probably almost nice that it's monotonous because you can kind of just like do it by muscle memory, I'm sure, after yes. a certain point and just like have something to do with your hands without having to put too much focus on it. Yeah, you can totally zone out and like you don't really even have to look at it when you get mm. in a good flow with it. Mm. I think it's helpful for anxiety. Like you're I don't know. I'm someone that I need like two things I'm doing at the same time. I need yep. to be like if I'm watching TV, I got to be doing something else, too. Same. Or else I'm on my phone. Same. So. I'll pick up my yeah. phone if I'm not also doing something else with my hands. Yeah, it's like I don't even want to be on my phone. I'll just pick it up out of habit. Yes. I think that, yeah, overall, it does sound like a good hobby and better than knitting because it's less involved. And isn't that nice? Yep. It's easy. Easy to learn. All right. You hear mm. that, folks? I think that's our best hobby yet. It's easy to pick up, easy to put down, easy to get started. Not a lot of tools. Yes. I think that's like our best. Yeah. I think that's our best like hobby that we've. Thanks for sharing. Yay. Yeah. It's a good one for ADHDers because you don't need instructions. So there you go. Maybe it is a good one. Yeah. All right. If anyone out there is inspired by Elena and decides to get into this hobby, let us know. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> Try yeah. it out, folks. Yeah. yeah. Any other thoughts on crocheting before we move on to alternative segments? All right. Oh, well, yeah. in that case, <laughs> it's time for alternative <laughs> segments. Pew, 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 pew. Alternative. Segments! <laughs> Alina, you want to add any shouts in there? I don't know. <laughs> I do, but I don't know. You can shout any, yeah. anything you want. Yeah, you don't have in to. Your, in your best DJ voice, give it a go. Hmm. 
Oh my god, I don't know, you guys. <laughs> you can do it. I I, I haven't tried that voice before. You can either. do it. Oh. It's just a lot of talking like this. <laughs> <laughs> Alternative segment. That was great. You're on a morning show. Oh my yeah. god, yes. That's Welcome. Like, that's how all the main. I feel like Maine specifically has like that. They're going for that sound. Yeah. It's yeah. like once you sign up to be a DJ in Maine, you like develop a. They're like, here's your voice. Yes. <laughs> oh, why Welcome is that, to Maine. Why is that the style? the Maine DJ Association? Do you think they gather? <laughs> I feel like it's Mainers depicting like a West Coast sound. Oh, Do you think so? Yes. They're trying absolutely. to sound like gnarly, dude. Or, I don't know. It's fucking weird. That totally uh, makes sense. That makes sense. Although I do have to admit, it's kind of fun to talk is, like this. <laughs> I'm changing my voice like this for good. <laughs> it's so annoying, but I can't stop. <laughs> All right. On this week's alternative segments, we're bringing back an old favorite. How did no one catch this? How? Did no one catch this? <laughs> so whether you're di- whether you were diagnosed as a child or not, Elena had a diagnosis. But there are still many aspects of ADHD that even if you're diagnosed, adults are still like, "But why are you doing that? Why are you doing mm-hmm. that?" Without like, "Oh, that's connected to ADHD." So we want to do a "How did no one catch this?" of just our, I guess, weird little childhood things we did that are very blatantly obvious in retrospect. Oh my God, that's ADHD. How did no one catch this? So, Elena, do you want to start us off with a how did no one catch this? Oh, mine is so cringy. <laughs> oh, I hate this it. This whole podcast I'm is cringy. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. It's cringy for me because I was just a very impulsive kid. And I remember going up to when I was in school, I was in like probably fifth grade. I went up and I was like, that was my year, guys. Oh, my you God. You were thriving. I thriving. Peaked I went, in fifth grade. <laughs> I peaked in fifth grade. That's so sad. I went to the front of the class to like answer, you know, a math question on the chalkboard or something. And as I was walking back, I saw my friend sitting there at his desk and I was like, it'd be funny if I just kicked him in the shin. <laughs> and I, like within a split second, I just like did I like did it so hard that oh, he cried. No. <laughs> and it was like the teacher was like, oh, wait, why did you do that? And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know. It just happened. <laughs> just a friendly was, kick in the shin. It was supposed to be funny and it was way too hard. Oh, my God. Yeah. That kid's probably, like, haunted. Like, don't mess with her. She'll randomly kick you in the shin. I thought we, I thought we were friends. <laughs> Been haunted ever since fifth grade. I to the never. shin incident. The shin incident. <laughs> just one of those cringy ones I will never forget. Oh, my God. Like, why? Mm. Yeah, that's okay. We're all impulsive. But, yeah, you did that's... have... You did a lot of, like, physical attacks. I would yeah. describe them as, like... I remember you had really long nails. The scratch. Oh, always scratch oh, my people. gosh. Oh, yeah. Just, like, out of nowhere, you'd be like, ah! That's, yeah. like, what you were famous for, yeah, scratching I... people. That's right. You can ask anybody in our little neighborhood. They They would... Yeah, you were a scratcher. <laughs> you were just a scratcher. <laughs> I think that's because I was a younger sister, and mm. that was my only defense mechanism. It worked. You know? It worked. I was terrified of you, Elena. <laughs> I, I was scared of those it's nails. You like really couldn't predict her because you, you you can't predict her. She just out of nowhere be like, Crack, and you're like, oh, I didn't oh, even know you were behind oh me. God, because you're oh. sneaky. <laughs> Yikes. Nothing to be embarrassed about, you know? It's, it is what it is. That yeah. was like your thing. That was your vibe. Yeah, we all did. <laughs> Kick you in the shins. <laughs> the scratch scratch you in the back. 
Yeah. But you turned into a wonderful young yeah. lady. Yeah, I don't scratch anymore. <laughs> hey, you've come a long way. <laughs> Should I we ask her husband about that? Long yeah. nails, though. <laughs> You're allowed to have long nails now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Grace, how did no one catch this? Oh, I'm like embarrassed to even tell this. It's once again. Cringy. I just want to read the one little. The, yes. This is the note that we have on our on our little outline. It says eating soap through the curtain. I can explain. Uh, I would like an explanation. Yeah, I really can at all. Lily, you're the only one who will know what I'm talking about or relate to this. Whenever I tell people this, not that I tell them very often, I always think someone's going to be like, oh, yeah, I kind of did something weird like that as a kid. Every single time, everyone's like, no, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) So, Lily, I think this one is very unique to us. But when my sister and I were little kids and we would, like, take showers together, we really liked the sensory feel of, like, breaking or biting into a bar of soap. But obviously, we didn't want to just bite straight into a bar of soap. So we would both be in the shower together, and one of us would go on one side of the plastic liner, and the other one would be on the other side. And we would <laughs> we would feed, quote-unquote, feed each other like a bar of soap through the plastic liner. And the other person would bite into the soap, like through the liner. So you'd get that really satisfying bite into the soap without having soap in your mouth. And we would just, like, <laughs> gnaw our way <laughs> through <laughs> All the bars I just of soap. Say that satisfying bite through a bar of soap is never a sentence I would ever utter. You guys and know even what I'm like talking about. That's that not relatable, Grace. We're supposed to be relatable. That is not a relatable thing. It does sound amazing. I it think does that sound does sound when I bite through a bar of soap. What about yeah. like a Lara bar? That's the same. No, this is my memory. <laughs> this is how it happened. Bite, bite a soap. It's like nice. <laughs> bite a soap <laughs> through like a plastic curtain, though. See? Yeah. No. It's genius if you Did think you about it. Bite a hole in the curtain that's a good question i don't think we did i think that would have stopped us yeah (laughs) thank god but i think we had to stop because we were just like blowing through all the soap and my parents were like what the fuck are you guys doing in the shower why are you eating (laughs) our soap soap budget's out of control (laughs) we can't afford the soap oh my god i looked at a bar of soap and was like "Mm, i just want to take a bite out of that well i guess you're not as creative as we are (laughs) not everyone can be so, yeah, we used to, I guess, bite into bars of soap. Okay, what kind of soap? Was it Irish Spring or was it like lava soap? That stuff's rough. Knowing my mom is probably some natural bullshit, you know? Oh. You probably could have eaten that Tom's stuff. of me. Yeah, I probably yeah. could have straight up eaten it. And it would have been fine. It probably was Tom's, actually. It, like, it probably tasted pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's got like honey and lavender. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, Oatmeal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Goat's milk. <laughs> So yeah, uh, how did no one catch this? I, I don't know. <laughs> All right, I would never want to catch that. <laughs> All right, Kristen, what's your? Uh, how did no one catch this? I've got. Um, I'm a wiggler. It's <laughs> one thing that most people should know about me. You are a wiggler. I've got the wiggles, and not the band, but just the physical jitters, I guess. Um, <laughs> the band. The band. I just want to make sure no one's thinking about the band. Well, now I'm thinking about the band. She has all their albums. <laughs> I've got the Wiggles. <laughs> their whole discography. Discography. How do you say that word? Discography. 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 I don't know what word you're saying. Like you have discography. All their, you got all their albums. Yeah, all yeah. their. I have all their albums. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> all right. You're a wiggler. I'm a wiggler. The yellow uh, one. Uh, the purple. <laughs> Um, they do that sounds like hot potato, yeah, hot potato. Yeah. Hot potato, hot potato. Or the fruit salad. Yo, oh, yeah. Yummy. Oh, my I thought that God. was Raffi. No, I think that was the Wiggles. 
All right. Anyway, I miss Raffi. This doesn't. This isn't related. <laughs> Bring back Raffi. Bring back Raffi. Bring back Raffi. I don't know if he's gone anywhere. Uh, he might still be making music, but we're not feeling yeah. like a main thing. Is he? You know what? I think you're right. Banafoam. I, I realized that more recently. I was like, oh my god, that was his song. Yeah, I think Rick Charette was like national, and yeah. Raffi was specifically like main like the local, main Rick Charette. Right? It's so crazy when you realize like not everyone in the world knew about this. If person. you know about Raffi and have his CDs, because I really want to listen to them again. Except I don't have a CD player, so if you have them on like. An MP3. You can find them online. Okay. You have all the Wiggles albums, but not the Raffi <laughs> albums? What, what's up with that? They're hard to find. <laughs> Send Kristen their albums. Please. Put Raffi, your address if you're out, there. out there for the yeah. listeners. I wish you could get a P.O. box specifically yeah. for yeah, Raffi. For, for Raffi. <laughs> if if it's not Raffi, Raffi, I'm sending it back. <laughs> it's going to come on a cassette. Yeah. I hope you know. Oh. We got to get a cassette player. You need a Walkman. I, we Ooh. do. Mm. All right, tell us your uh, how to uh, catch this. <laughs> so I'm I'm always like moving around because I can't sit still, and this has been since childhood. And my mom hated it. She's just like, especially because we went to church, and I just like could not sit. If oh, I, church is boring I, as shit, oh, yeah. But I know, I, and I know, like, both of you guys have not grown up in the Catholic church, but boy, oh boy, was that long and boring. And so, you know, sitting still in a church, getting, you know, yelled at by a priest. And you have to wear those yeah. uncomfortable clothes. Like, yeah. you're all dressed up and shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And boy, oh boy, were we dressed up in vests. Um, in vests? Vests. We had church vests. No, we just, like, had to look nice. But, vest, yeah. Best. So, I was always wiggling. So, for my birthday, for, I don't know, I was, like, seven at the time. Remember the, the 101 Dalmatians? The movie, yes. Disney, it's like pretty famous. Yes. I guess they all, there's like, you know, names for all 101. And one of them's name is Fidget. And my mom got me the little stuffed animal. And all it does is like gyrate <laughs> Aggr- <laughs> aggressively. And my mom's like, it's Fidget. And I didn't even know what the word meant. She's like, because you won't stop moving in your seat. You're always moving. And here's a dog that also moves. So here you go. Happy birthday. But we won't look into this at all. No. <laughs> She's just full of energy. She just loves to fidget. I just love to move around. And yeah, how did so yeah, so now I, I have this dumb dog that just gyrated for a little bit. But thanks, mom. And you're like, he's like me. Yeah, I you know what? The thought was there. I gotta give my mom credit. She thought was there. She tried. I just I didn't know what the word meant. She had to explain it to me. It's like explaining a joke to someone. Yeah. I didn't even like the hundred and one doll. <laughs> but yeah, uh for you especially, how did no one catch that? Yeah, meh. Ring, 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 ring. Ding, dong, ding, dong, ding, dong, ding. Banana phone. God, it's such a jam. That is a jam. We could go back and listen to Raffi. Oh, we could do that. Fuck the Wiggles. Should we just do that right now? Should we just turn this off? Turn it off. Go turn it off. Everyone go listen to Raffi. music. Yes. Give him some hits on YouTube. Ooh, I wonder ooh. if he's uh, making money these days or not. Uh, he might need Raffi's a little. album will be linked in our show notes. <laughs> yeah, all, all right. Maybe. If, I, if we can find it. Oh, I'll find it. All right. Yeah, keep an eye out for that, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. That, that that's bad. Alternative segment. <laughs> I didn't know if you were waiting for me to join in. I don't know what I was doing. But yeah, that's been alternative segments. Hope you liked it. Alternative. <laughs> Alternative segments. Oh, Ooh, nice. A nice. creepy one. Yeah. That was creepy. I'm creeped out. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
We are slowly but surely moseying our way. Yeah, I was going to choo-choo it, but... Oh, yeah, throw in a little choo-choo. Choo-choo! End of the line! (laughs) (laughs) We're pulling into that Pizza Secret station, I guess. (laughs) Oh, Elena, just the sound effects. Oh, my God. Man, I wish you were there for Casio keyboard days. That was a yeah. was a dark time for all of us. <laughs> Bring her back. It was a bad phase. Yeah. <laughs> we did not do well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're moving into our last segment. So should we throw a little Pizza Secret song at him? Pizza Secrets. Tell me your secrets. Pizza Secrets. <laughs> that was very high. <laughs> yeah. Our wow. highest yet. Yeah. Ian went really low and you went really high. Yeah. Wow. I'm impressed. We need to get Ian in here and yeah. do it again. Ooh, we get like a whole part whole, harmony. Yeah, full <laughs> harmonization. Whoa, that's a good idea. Oh. Ian. Ian, where are you? Ian. Get down uh, here. That'll be after after the show. We'll do a special edition. Yeah, throw a little baritone in there. Oh. This piece of secrets will be a little interesting because we all seem to have pizza secrets about each other. <laughs> we didn't want to tell yeah, our own pizza secrets. We're not yes. telling our own pizza secrets. We're telling pizza secrets about each other. Yep. So Elena has a pizza secret about me that I don't know yet, and I'm very nervous to hear it. But I'll start with my pizza secret because it's just a quick little one. It's not about Elena, but it is about her brother, Jake. Hey, Jake. Shout out. So Elena grew up in the neighborhood with us. Next to the cemetery. Yep. Her brother, Jake, was like my first friend, uh, my first friend Aww. growing up. Aww. Buddies. I know. Jake and I became best friends when we were like three. But I was probably a little dominating in that relationship, to I say the least. I think you're dominating in most relationships. Yeah, it's just like my vibe. And <laughs> I think we told Jake to do a lot of things, and he would just kind of comply with us and do whatever we told him to. So I remember at Jake and Elena's house once, I think it was us and Lily. Were you there for this, the plastic tub? Or was yeah, it just, I yeah. was there. The yeah, I was a bystander. <laughs> An innocent bystander. Innocent bystander. So we told Jake to get into one of those like plastic bins that you use for storage. He climbed into it. We closed the top, but it was one of those like latching tops where once you put it on, it's like latched and you probably need like an adult to get it off. And he immediately started like freaking out in there and like couldn't breathe. And then we started freaking out. (laughs) Shit. Locked Jake in the tub. And he was like trying to get out. We couldn't get the top off. Death by tub. Yeah. And we had to go and get your parents and they like let him out. But he was like. (gasps) (laughs) He was like fully dying. I bet my parents. I thought my parents were just like, oh, not again. Yeah. Jinx like, in the tub again. <laughs> I remember y'all like putting makeup on him. Do you y'all, guys remember that? Oh, yeah. And he had an allergic reaction. <laughs> he like fully broke out in hives. Oh, and we Jake. tried to again, and your and your mom, Elena, caught us, and she was like, no, he's allergic. <laughs> we're like, had the lipstick in hand, and we're like, oh, okay. I, I remember that. <laughs> he's allergic. Oh, oh Jake. Yeah, we mess with Jake a lot. Uh, he's an allergic. We tied him to a tree and left him there. Yeah. Sorry, Jake. <laughs> different occasion. Yeah. yeah, different times we almost killed him yeah. or left him oh, for dead. He was yeah. the only boy, really, like. I had to mess with him. Yeah. 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 Pizza secret. <laughs> Sorry, Jake, for almost killing you. <laughs> All right, Kristen, uh, I see you just have sunbeam yeah, written down. Sunbeam. Oh, God. Oh, God. I have a pizza secret about Elena. <laughs> oh, I'm still emotionally traumatized by this. <laughs> Kristen's read this at multiple times. Multiple times. times. I'm, still, I'm still feeling the effects today. I had a bunch of my little ponies in Elena, and I would always play with my little ponies. We'd, do, we'd just have it. I, like, remembered... 
I remember the weather because it was cloudy and it was almost going to rain. It was like that mist before the rain. I remember this vividly. Oh and we were in God. your driveway and you took my favorite, my little, I had like 15 of them. And out of all the ones, you took my favorite, Sunbeam, who was bright orange with yellow hair with purple streak. It was pretty cool. She had very long mane and very long tail. And that's what I liked it better. <laughs> <laughs> and this is important. That's what I liked about her. <laughs> that's what I liked about she her. She had a little sun on her bum. That's why she was called Sunbeam. I remember her. Um, yeah, I know you do. Mm-hmm. And then you just, we were in your driveway, we we're playing with them, and you take Sunbeam and you go, I'm going to take this. And I was just like, all right. And you just go in the house for like what felt like three hours, but I'm sure it was like five minutes. Um, <laughs> And I was just like, what is she, Where the hell is Sunbeam? <laughs> what is she doing in there? And you come back out and all of Sunbeam's hair was cut off. <gasps> and you cut her oh whole mane off. God. You left the tail, which is like great. But like her big, <laughs> long mane was totally chopped off. And I just like, I I <laughs> couldn't even like, I didn't even have words. I just go, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and you're oh just like, I, I cut her hair. right now i'm still <laughs> <laughs> it's emotional over it's here it's a guys. really emotional time for me it's and Sunbeam. yeah the worst part is i don't remember yes i all. know so you was just another day and for me I it can't was like the worst like, day of my life oh. <laughs> my childhood was ruined i just love my little ponies oh my god yeah, i are... also love them when they had hair <laughs> <laughs> yeah all of my Pizza dolls secret <laughs> Everything ended up with like marker and haircuts, and I like could not just keep anything nice. Yes, including other people's toys. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. it's okay. I'm I, sorry. I, I've, I've come a long way, but you seem very upset I'm about still it. Still upset. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, uh, you know what upsets me is because there's no like reason or logic behind it. You know, <laughs> I, I really just, out of all the toys, you took that one, and then you brought it in your house, and then you cut the hair off, you came back out, and gave it to me, and I just, I don't know, I can't. I, like, to this day, try to make sense of it, and I can't. This is why I was afraid of you it's for so long. Up. Oh, <laughs> my God. So I was like... <laughs> I was like, if she can do that to my little pony, what else can she do? What is she capable of? <laughs> I almost... Want, my pizza secret was almost the fact that I cut my own hair down to, like, a nub oh, in the I remember front right that. here. Hell yeah. And I had, to wear, I had to wear... Um, like, my mom had me wearing headbands mm. to cover it every single day. And it was just, like, this little tuft that just grew, like, long. Oh yeah. yeah. I also had a peach fuzz face yeah, as well. You did have it. I was trying to cut bangs and so I did like one side, like side bangs. Those are so cool back then. This was yeah, I was probably like seven. And I had like one, like pulled it down to my cheek and cut it. And I was like, oh, that looks great. So then I go to the other side. I look fabulous. And I pulled it down straight and cut it to the same length, not realizing that when you let it go, it like puffs up and it was like an inch too short. (laughs) So then I like go up a little higher on this side. Oh, no, got to fix it. And I just kept going until it was just one like tuft. This is me every day trying to put on winged eyeliner. And then I end up crying all my makeup off. Oh, yeah. You're like, I can't amount to anything. Oh, my God. If you get an eyelash in your eye after you've done your makeup uh, and then you just, you like, just cry like... it off and you're like, fuck, I'm not going out tonight. Yeah. <laughs> it's not worth it. It's over. <laughs> I tried. 
I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, but Elena, what's your actual pizza secret? Yeah. My actual pizza secret. A secret it's a secret about Grace, and I am just so excited. <laughs> so excited to know what this is. <laughs> okay. Sometime, I want to say like in high school, middle school, or sometime when I was older, you, Grace and Jake were together. My brother and Grace are together. And we were in my house and you guys are like, remember that time that we put your toothbrush in the toilet and then just like put it back and didn't tell you? And I was oh, like, what? No, I don't remember that no. time. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember doing that. <laughs> but it doesn't mean it didn't happen. I didn't remember it oh either. My God. No one told me until 10 years later that I had brushed my teeth in toilet water. <laughs> but my brother was probably the one that was really like in charge of that operation. No. You think it was you? Probably yeah, me. I would say that is a grace move for sure. <laughs> yeah, although when it came to you, it might have been Jake, yeah. but most other things were all me. Maniacal. <laughs> you didn't even tell her. I know. I, I'm sorry. I'm, we were like reminiscing about the past and you're like, remember that time that we put your toothbrush in the toilet? And I was like, no, I don't remember that time. God damn it. I'm glad I didn't know, honestly. I know. We shouldn't have said anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, Alina, I have no memory of that, but I'm truly sorry for putting your toothbrush in the toilet. It's all good. You know, I'm alive. We're good. Yeah, I tough didn't and get dysentery or anything like that. So hopefully not. But Water under off. the fridge. Yep. <laughs> Water under the Toilet water in the toilet. The toilet water flushed away. Yeah. <laughs> Cemetery water is oh, probably geez. cleaner than that. I don't know. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Pizza secret. Nice. That has been Pizza Secrets. Yeah. Uh, well, that just adds to uh, all the little shitty things I've done on here. There's just one more, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Think of all the Pizza Secrets that you have forgotten about. I know. I'm I'm a real terror. Yeah, you, you both are. How about that? It's <laughs> kind of scary. Like, there's a lot of things I think I'm glad I don't remember because the things I do remember are terrifying. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> what I if I blacked out? I wasn't a fully formed person yet. I wouldn't do that anymore, I swear. <laughs> yeah, we did do a lot of shitty little things together. But, yeah, I don't know. We're uh, better for it? Yeah. Maybe. But, but the people around you are better for it. Yeah, Jake, we, poor Jake in the tub. <laughs> Jake's very flexible these yeah. days. He legitimately, I think, almost died in there. <laughs> it was scary. It was like close call. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Everything was scary when he's like the most asthmatic person in the world. Which is another reason why we shouldn't be yeah. locking him in a plastic tub. We no already ventilation. can't get the ventilation. <laughs> no immediate asthma attack. <laughs> We are winding it down. Where's the train? The train is as well, left. No, we missed the train. Uh, yeah, uh, all right. But the there's another stop. There's another sleeping train on the bench tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boop boop. <laughs> that was a train. Was it? It was. It was in the distance. There it goes. <laughs> Raffi's train sounds like. Ooh. Ooh. We should write some Raffi esque songs that are our version of Raffi's train. I'm on it. Yes, they're all about trains. Please. The whole thing's about trains. I gotta re listen to Raffi to get in the moment, but a train based Raffi reenactment. Ah, I'm looking, I gotta look on Spotify to see if he's on Spotify. We need more train songs in the world. My nephew is obsessed with Thomas right now, and I think he would buy all those albums if he could. All right, we already got demographics. Songs. Yeah. 
Guess who's on Spotify? It's Raffi. Oh, Baby Beluga. Oh, baby that was such a hit. Beluga in the deep blue sea. Oh man, he's got multiple albums. Look at that. All right, guess who's listening to this on the way home? Raffi, listen. If you guys don't know about him, he's pretty amazing. And he's on Spotify now, so listen. All right, I guess we should wrap this up because it's been about two hours now. That's great. Elena, we have absolutely loved having you in the studio. Yeah, thank Thank you so much. Thank you guys. So fun. What do you think of your experience now that it's coming to an end? I think I could just chat for hours. That's the problem. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it wouldn't be good, but it would be fun. Hey, <laughs> well, I'm glad we made you feel comfortable. And thank you for sharing your story. It's not easy to talk about mental health things, but I appreciate you sharing some things that are probably a little bit more intimate than you regularly share with the public. I'm an open book, y'all. Thanks I'm for happy. getting intimate with us. <laughs> yes. I love getting intimate with you. Was guys. intimate the wrong word? No, no, no it was right. I was no. just making I, it I weird. was just trying to be sentimental. People need to talk about this shit more. That's how I feel about it, you know? I mean, yeah. if you, when you want to, but yeah. I feel yeah, the same way it. where I'm never like, oh, I, I guess I can be vulnerable. It's just like, I don't really have levels of vulnerable or not. I'm just like, ah, I, this is what I think. I'll talk about it. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Judge me if you want. I don't care. I probably won't notice. <laughs> I'm not paying attention. <laughs> it's the perfect way to end it. So yeah, if you enjoyed our discussion with Elena, you can write us in to weirdsofafeather at gmail.com. If you have any comments or thoughts or you related to anything she said, we can pass it on to her. We know where she lives. Kind of. We know where she lives. Mm. Do you want to add like your Instagram handle or do you have do you have anything you're currently promoting, Alina? My Instagram is. Oh, God, I don't even know what it is. You don't have to if you don't want yeah, people if to you follow be you. Private. You don't. We can. Uh, I don't even think I follow you on Instagram, Alina. Follow me. I'm a f- I'm, I, I think I'm still rarely like, post, to be honest. I'm, I'm trying to post. Trying to get polls better. here. Watch out for our polls on Instagram. We want to know about everything. My handle is at Elena underscore Rose underscore. Follow me. Mysterious. It's riveting stuff. Good stuff. All right. (laughs) Yep. You can also find us on Instagram at Weirds of a Feather. And on TikTok. Not that we post often. Yeah, maybe don't go to our TikTok. Don't go to our TikTok. There's not much there. There's like two things there. We need, we need help. <laughs> if like, yeah, if we a Gen Z could come over and just kind of like show us the TikTok ropes. Yeah, like, okay, grandmas, this is how you do a trend. <laughs> you can rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your pods. Podbeam. Yeah, I guess Podbeam. You could. You can. But, but why? But do you? <laughs> yeah. And also why? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think let's just uh, wrap it up. And uh, this is us wrapping it up. Yep. Wrap, wrap, wrap. Anything else to add to this wrap up? Elena? No. That's it. That's that's it. Mic dropped. All right. All right. Uh, should we squawk them out? Squawk away. Right. Give us your best uh, bird cries. <gasps> Whoa! I just went for it. I've been like, doing bird sounds for years. I've never heard a bird just like that. <laughs> what moly. kind of bird did that even sound like? I don't know. Like? It sounded legit, though. <laughs> you were ready. I, you were well, ready for that. You practiced. All right, give us sure. another one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. did not practice, I swear. Oh it came God. out so fast. So fast and so good. <laughs>
dialed in. Yeah. Wow. All right, give us another one. Yeah, we got to hear oh, more. God, now I'm on the spot. It just happened. Sorry, it I'll was impulsive. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> oh, that was good. Yours is laughable now. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> That was a good one. Like a seagull almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one's injured. That one's drowning pigeon. Help. He fell. Chickens are birds, Ooh. too. Oh, yeah. Chickens are birds, too. Never forget that. They don't really fly, but that's okay. But they are birds. What does the ostrich make? I was, oh my God. I was just about to ask that. I bet oh, they squawk. Get out of my brain. Ooh, yeah. I bet they just do a big squawk. Ah! Yeah, there you go. That's definitely it. That, yeah, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think we uh, got it. <laughs>